0: Hello, and welcome to episode 54 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know
1: you didn't want the answers to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean. And neither of us has any clue what we're talking about, as evidenced by Take Two. Yes. Um, which came came out much better, so... Uh, yeah, probably, yeah,
0: yeah. We just won't mention the, the fact that we messed up the intro, probably which is didn't need to say,
1: <laughs> Yeah, probably didn't need to say Take Two at all. Anyway uh wh- while we're being honest uh we do we do need to record that Marcone episode uh we're just putting it off now because see, we're, see, we're you're cowards. telling
0: the people again in the second take i don't know why they don't know it's already sort of been out for them unless of course yeah, it I hasn't know, come out yet in which case I this is that's why the,
1: that's <laughs> that's the that's the real risk i just i just like being honest with people you know i like i like to that doesn't to wear my right. heart on my sleeve yeah, let, sure. let them know where we're at all of these things
0: what do you do for a living again
1: tell the truth mm, mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah it's like it's like i have a regulatory obligation to be honest or something mm, sure yeah yeah could everyone buys that <laughs> the fact that they don't really hurts my feelings
0: it is weird isn't it like how lawyers are often accused of being liars when it's one of the few professions where you can almost be guaranteed that that's that's like a thing they can't do <laughs>
1: lose your job and your career if you're caught in a lie of any kind at all. You can lose your career as a lawyer for jumping the barrier on the underground, because that's a dishonesty offence.
0: Unless, of course, you're on the Supreme Court in the US. But moving on swiftly. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Today, we are back in a universe that we said we wanted to revisit um, some time ago.
1: A very long time ago. It's a very long time since we've been here.
0: Yeah, and I I don't really know why, to be honest with you.
1: I think it's because there's no new content for it being created. So hopefully hopefully that changes with, with the release of Old World.
0: That's that's kind of untrue in a way. Because um, Total War Warhammer 3 has been adding new content yeah. to what is effectively Warhammer fantasy.
1: But I, I don't really know how to categorize that, though. It's almost, I know it's not actually, but it's almost fanfic.
0: It is that's
1: where I struggle with it, I think. like I, lo- I love it. I think the game's great. Um, the recent Chaos Dwarf release has actually really surprised me and how impressed I was by the Chaos Dwarfs because I always thought they were a bit of a waste of paper, but they seem really good fun.
0: Um, yeah, after you after you told me that, I sort of had a look at some Chaos Dwarf content, and I, and I don't really get your hype. It's, it's, fair enough. it's just a bunch of goblins with like a a unit or two of dwarves so it's like the worst possible combination
1: i think you have to look beyond the bunch of goblin stacks to sort of what a what a a late early game stack looks like with you know two magma cannons and a whole bunch of blunderbusses and then stuff in the middle to stand there and get hit while the blunderbusses do the killing and someone I've seen people describing them on on Reddit as what the dwarves should have been at launch, and I think that's probably right.
0: Ah, yeah, but the people who who made the dwarves have always been salty.
1: I think that's true.
0: The the dwarves that's are true. perfectly serviceable faction. I think they play more or less as you expect them to from the lore. No, they they. I, I think that's they're right. They're tough just, and they have big guns at the back. Like,
1: I, I think the problem that people have is all of the equivalent chaos dwarf units are just provably better than their dwarf equivalent. Yeah,
0: but that's just power creep. Um, the dwarves it, haven't been updated it, it, in a long time either, so...
1: It, it may well just be power creep. It must. It may well just be that simple. Um, so it's always the issue with it,
0: the Total War Warhammer um, DLC, right? Is that it? The, the new faction is undoubtedly going to be the
1: strongest one in the game. <laughs>
0: because that's just, just yeah, how well, they do it, it, it feels like.
1: All, all the best units in the game are DLC, aren't they? I'm fairly sure.
0: Ooh, is that true? It might well Sisters be true. Sisters of Avalon. Yeah, it might well be true.
1: Sisters of Avalon are, Waywatchers are. Yeah, b- b- but that whole faction is DLC,
0: so I mean, I don't
1: know. Yeah, but they're still the best faction. They're still one of the best units in the game. Uh, All of the Skaven best units.
0: The Empire units that are good and not DLC, are they?
1: Hellst- Hellstorms aren't DLC, no, that's true.
0: Yeah no maybe maybe you have a point actually yeah it's, yeah no no, no. I, I don't know how compelling it. but anyway yes so I'm... we're back in the old world <laughs> we are uh, and we're back with a list I feel when was the last time we did a list it's been a while I think isn't it
1: really recently I feel when did when did we last do a list no, it feels oh, like it was we've like not done a list have we two minutes ago
0: we uh, oh yeah the books we'd like to see on TV I guess was a sort of a list uh, but I, I don't know that's not. It's not a top ten, it's not it's not a
1: classic. Primarch for ten E. No. Nah, not that really wasn't a list list. Either. We've not we had to to be honest, we've not really done a list since casting the first day.
0: Maybe, yeah. Jesus so Christ. So welcome back to a list episode, It's
1: uh, nearly twenty episodes ago.
0: That can't possibly be right we we know our own content so well
1: (laughs) i also just can't do math so
0: no that's that's very true but
1: yeah so we're doing a top 10 yeah
0: of uh, hmm, well of i guess the most powerful characters in the warhammer fantasy universe
1: that's that's what the the note on the trello says
0: um yeah i think i think that's fine we've struggled with the word powerful before
1: I think I think we throw around the word power without defining it very carefully and that's certainly what I've done here but I think it does cause us some problems especially when we looked at, if you go back to our, our way back at the start of Primarchs list for 40k we really struggled there because neither of us could explain what our ranking was based on
0: yeah but 40k I think suffers from I don't know what it suffers from, but it suffers from it more than the old world. The, 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 the scale, scale of 40k is, so... is, is, I think, every new bit of lore is so overblown compared to the last that it it, mm-hmm. it just complicates things a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Fantasy, on the other hand, that's nice and simple.
0: And I feel in fantasy that there's, there's, there's more duelling going on.
1: I think that's true and it's in general everyone feels more comparable as well like you don't have you know the the Necron Celestial Orrery that's capable of deleting stars and things like that the Necrons can turn a star supernova from half the galaxy away and things like that like you don't have weirdness like that in fantasy that breaks scales and almost needs ignoring and mm. Fantas- fantasy is yeah just uh, discounting times. the end times <laughs> fantasy is always still just two armies line up opposite each other on a field and beat seven shades of shit out of each other until one of them's left standing which, which is makes sense true
0: oh, i don't know about that it might be no,
1: a hot I've, take I've, I've pulled that out of <laughs> my eyes
0: i think that might be a very hot take <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess Sometimes I guess more so, so than forty k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more two D, right? Um, Very anyway. much so.
1: Everything's limited to conflicts capable of happening on a single celestial body.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is set in the same universe, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll come on to, to chaos again. One of our favorite topics when we discuss any kind of Warhammer. Um, yeah but so you you've written in our notes here an interesting thing which is problem of magic question mark and i don't understand so, what you mean by that
1: my, my question is is magic the the existence of magic a problem in the creation of your or my list not at all because no. looking so it's a, it's a no, part of the I,
0: universe so uh,
1: fair enough um but
0: what, what 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 was the problem for you <laughs>
1: there were a large number of quote unquote powerful characters that are sort of discounted because they're not magical. They're not capable of harnessing the winds of magic for whatever reason that might be. So, you know, you've got your, uh, I'm going to struggle for an example now, Eltharian the Grim, right? He's like a mighty high elf general, Right, he is actually a wizard. I was going to say,
0: he casts magic. I don't know where you're going with
1: that. He, he is about exactly Imric, right? I, Imric is, is not magical, rides the largest dragon in the setting, is heir to the mightiest kingdom of the high elves, but yeah. can't cast spells. So is he just actually a chump when he bounces up against like a random? Bright wizard from the empire. Well, no, because right. he's
0: got a big fuck off dragon. Well,
1: yeah, but but yeah, so, I mean, if,
0: if he comes up against someone who can cast magic, I think he is ultimately in trouble in the sense.
1: Yeah, so that that was all. That was sort of all I was I was saying with with the problem of magic. Like, he's, yeah. he's, does the existence of magic force you to look at people who don't have access to that magic more harshly? Uh, well, well, yeah. Is, I guess it depends on what yes, our but are, right? no.
0: Because looking at mine, actually nine out of ten are magic users. Uh, that's not true. Seven, Eight out of 10. seven,
1: seven, seven out of ten on mine are. Sorry. And, yeah,
0: I assumed that one was, but he isn't actually. Oh, well, and and one after end times is actually. <laughs> it's a lie. there's there's, <laughs> there's
1: some there's some funniness around. I've also kind of ignored the end times for this. Yeah. Like it, it's maybe. Played into my thinking a little bit in terms of, like that's where you see lots of people go toe to toe with each other. So it's a good way of gauging power levels. But like, I'm not assuming if if I have well, I have Tyrion on my list, for example, but I don't have Tyrion at the end of the end times as the incarnate of light. Right? No, I it, just it doesn't work, right? Re- regular sword swinging Tyrion, which which
0: I assume also means that we've both excluded. Slanesh, Zinch, Corn, yeah, obviously, Nurgle. yeah,
1: yeah. I have. I don't have. I don't have any of the gods for obvious reasons. Although I would, stupid. I would contend
0: that they're not the most powerful because they never actually achieve anything. End times excluded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: your your argument is: is it them or is it their vessels there? Yeah, and,
0: and, and given the amount of power that they technically have at their disposal, it doesn't ever translate into that, right? mm mm-hmm. yeah, Yes, if you go to the Brass Keep, I'm sure that you're in trouble, but...
1: Yeah, Corin's going to slap you, but, but you've got to go to him. Exactly. And he's not in the, the, the world of Warhammer Fantasy. He's in the Realm of Chaos, which is different.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just run through our lists respectively and then...
1: That's probably the best thing. We'll just you we do ten to one each, and then see where we line yeah. up, see where we disagree, and just go from there and yell at each other a lot. Do you want to go first? Shall I go first?
0: Why don't you go first? Because I've got a few major caveats.
1: Okay, I don't really have any caveats other than please let me finish before you start yelling at me. Sure. Um, I'm also I'm going to give the faction as well, just yeah, so that people have. Yeah, a that's vague something idea. I cannot
0: actually promise you. You realise? Yeah, I know. You I, might just hear me log off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: no I'm, I'm gonna um i'm gonna give the faction as well just so for people who are listening to this just because they enjoy listening to us talk rather than specifically warhammer fantasy so you've got a better idea of what we're talking about but anyway so in 10th slot and i think this is probably where we're going to spend most of our time arguing i have Karl franz who is the emperor of the human empire at Nine, I have Marathi of the Dark Elves. Uh, eight, Luon Leonca of bretonia Seven, Vlad or uh, uh, Vlad von Karstein of the Vampire Counts. Six, Tyrion of the High Elves. Five, Malakith of the Dark Elves. Four, Archaon of the Warriors of Chaos. Three, I have Lord Croak of the Lizardmen. Two, I have Teklis of the High Elves, and one, I have Nagash of Generic the Undead.
0: Okay, okay. The, the, the Croak Teklis one is one that we'll unpack at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you wanted me to shout at you for there. Is it Luan? On
1: no, it was Franz. Franz. Oh, yeah,
0: like- yeah, no, Franz. But I, I knew that you'd, you'd pull some shit like that. At uh, least, the, you, at least the, you put the, him 10th, yeah
1: there is, there is a caveat around France. What, because he turns um, into Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So I have, I have Karl Franz, Emperor. Um, yeah, in terms of, of, of in terms empire, of how
0: wielded in a global scale, I guess, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Not,
1: e- not even that. I'll, I'll get onto it. Give <clears> me <throat> give me your list, and then, <laughs> and then I'll justify France.
0: Uh, yeah, so with mine, I'll, I'll have to caveat it straight away, but well, as in once I've given it to you. Um, so at number 10, I've got the Green Knight, uh, ostensibly of... Britonia um, technically I suppose uh, number 9 I agree with you Marathi of the Dark Elves uh, number 8 I've got Grim, uh, Gore, Ironhide of the Orcs at 7 I've got I'm really tempted to say Manfred but I just couldn't bring myself to do it so it has to be Vlad <laughs> Vlad von Karstein of the Vampires um, then at 6 I've got Archeon of Chaos which is pretty close to where you put him I think then I've got Tyrion of the High Elves, then I've got Malekith of the Dark Elves, then I've got Teclis of the High Elves again, then Nagash in second, and Croak in first.
1: I am shocked at our overlap.
0: So would you would you care to guess what's special about my list?
1: Um, it's got Grimgor on it, which makes <laughs> no fucking sense. Uh
0: yeah, it's not my list at all. Um, this is literally, oh. I googled top 10 uh, characters, top you 10 strongest characters cheat. from Warhammer Fantasy, and this was one from a Total War discussion forum. Um, you cheat. Yeah, because I, I sort of looked at it and thought, oh, maybe I could sell this to Sean, and weirdly Grimgore's the one that you pointed out as being the weird one.
1: I don't, I don't like Grimgore on there. He's the only one, uh, you've got Grimgore and the Green Knight rather than Franz and Luon. And otherwise, we have exactly the same people, just in different organs. Pretty
0: much. And this is the thing, when I saw this list, I was like, I find it hard to disagree with that, except for the cases which we'll talk about um, later, because there are some exceptions that I want to just sort of run by you, I suppose, or or characters that um, I wanted to... I I was actually really tempted to really mess with you and put Carillion from Vermintide in in number one, but I think the yelling (laughs) would have been of such proportions that... (laughs)
1: Do, do you have any honorable mentions then So people that you... Well, obviously not, because you didn't do any fucking thinking yourself. Um,
0: <laughs> no, actually, the, the people I genuinely consider and then... And so the first two I'll mention are... We have to debate them because they're not current. So that would be Anarian mm-hmm. and Kalidor Dragon Tamer.
1: Yeah, they they I thought about as well.
0: And they they would easily replace Teclis and Tyrion, for sure. Um, yeah. And I... Th- it's hard to beat Croak, but I think they might... Certainly, Naren might be Croak. Um, another honorable mention is is Zulady slash um, Ariel, I suppose.
1: But she's a- Ariel, kind of a weird Ariel one. is not the lady, to be completely clear. Oh, that's yes. right,
0: Isha, right?
1: Ariel is Isha, yes, that's right. Um, and the lady is Lilith. Lilith? Lilith? Yeah, Lilith, yeah. But so- Ladriel but they're,
0: they're both kicking about under gods.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Ar- Ariel was on my um, honorable mentions as well, but I decided she was too complicated. Same with Orion, actually. Just too complicated. Don't want to deal with that.
0: Uh, yeah, Orion is not sure. one. I, I hadn't considered him, but I, I had considered Durthu slash Coedul, because I don't really know if there's a, part, a difference think- between the two.
1: I think Durthu is the the eldest, so if it's going to be either, yeah. it's going to be Durthu. But I but think, they're a, the, the ones tree, who end up surviving, mate. right? Ultimately, he's just he's just a tree, just like set him on fire, be fine.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then, of course, we get weird because then I thought Scarbrand, Scarbrand, yeah, Cabanda, Kairos, Kuga, Fikari, Belicor, <laughs> pick pick a greater demon, and, and we can discuss I I heard that as
1: well. I had that as well. Uh, and I also you with the same the same problem that you have with Anarian and and, and Calador, you sort of have with um like Morkar and people like that, or um Asvarkul. Cool. Asvarkul? Cool? Yeah, like the the, the previous ever chosens. Um but again they're not around, so so just stick with the ones that are current.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean with the inclusion of Croak, you instantly get rid of um people like Mazda Mundi and any Slan priest
1: who are that was, absurdly that was, powerful. That was my thinking. It's like I'm only gonna take one slan because you know it's it's sort of the same with Vlad, right? You could probably replace Vlad with Neferata or Aberash or Wasoran or Manfred. Not Manfred. Um
0: well, no, but, but I think with Vlad, the importance there is that the, the charisma plays a role.
1: Yeah, so Vlad, Vlad is higher. The other, the only one who could really challenge Vlad for his like for the vampire count spot is Aberash, I think. Mm. Um, but we don't ever see him do anything. Like Aberash is basically a firstborn vampire, so he's the same. Assuming Vlad is who everyone thinks he is. Um. Aberash is basically just Vlad, but doesn't need to drink blood. Yeah. But that doesn't really... I don't know. I didn't... I, I, I just... I, I like Vlad, so Vlad was the one I put on my list. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, the Man, the Manfred point is a good challenge, though. But let, let's try and be a bit, a bit sequential about this. So yeah. talk me through the Green Knight of Bretonnia. See,
0: this is ultimately why I ended up going with this this list that I just purely stole off of the internet. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm lazy. <laughs> Fair. Uh, no, because the Green Knight was one that I wouldn't have ordinarily considered, I don't think. I don't think I would have thought of him. No. But uh, purely based on, on the Total War games and the limited lore I know of him, he is pretty OP. But I guess he's unusual in that he's not really permanent.
1: Yeah, he's a bit...
0: Unlike, I suppose, the others. But, but maybe that puts him on par with with a greater demon like... Cabanda, who's oh, also that's... not really permanent.
1: I think I quite like that analogy. So, yes, I think the Green Knight is pretty powerful. And if we take the end times as canon, which obviously we don't... Although see our hot take on why it was both good and necessary.
0: I think we take it as canon, but we I think we are just
1: we didn't consider it. So we, we didn't if go we take that the end, far. Yeah. <laughs> if we take the end times as canon, then the Green Knight is Gilles de Breton, the founder yeah. of Bretonnia. Um But I don't know. He, he it does. He does feel quite. Greater Demon E, like the soul of bretonia who rides forth to protect her in her hours gr- of need. Yeah, it's it's a little bit it's, Sigmar-y, isn't it? It's a bit. It's a bit Sigmar. It's a bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't like ancestor. It's a bit like a dwarven ancestor god. I, I don't really like the inclusion. If they're allowed, then I think you're right that it, he belongs on the list. I almost wonder if he's low, if he's allowed.
0: Yeah, if you're going to throw people like Sigmar into the mix,
1: yeah, yeah, it gets or really like,
0: complicated at that point, doesn't it? it? Just, it just, it just does. The, the issue I'm having is I don't know who I would put there. So, so you put Karl Franz in tenth. What we threw that because I'm finding myself not able to agree. <laughs> Tell you who I might actually put it tenth, and we haven't mentioned. Um, is one of the dragons from Cathay.
1: I just don't know enough about that, them. That's sort of why
0: I didn't go for it, but they are, the whole accounts, quite pretty, powerful from what we've seen.
1: It's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's any of the dragons, it's probably the Celestial Dragon Emperor. Right, we've got to assume that they're at the top of whatever packing order there is over in but, Cathay. But, but then,
0: are they around?
1: Yeah, 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 and, yeah, are, they, sure and are they are they
0: not like a Gilles Le Breton or a or a Sigma? No, I think
1: no, I think they're like a um, an Ariel,
0: right? Okay, fine.
1: I think or a or a Mazda, probably more like an Ariel, yeah. or a Malekith, In fact, like a found they founded Cathay, and are now the ruler thereof. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so that that would be my maybe non.
1: I just, it's yeah. probably, you're probably right, but I don't know enough about them. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that, that's part of the issue. There's is a Carl Franz. By contrast, Carl Franz. So, you have to do a little bit of work here because Carl Franz is just a vanilla human. So, you throw a stone at him and he dies. I I accept that, right? But, time and time again in the lore, we see that Carl Franz's most useful trait is not as a general, it's not as a warrior it's as a statesman his ability to bring disparate peoples together to unite the empire and then unite the forces of order against yeah um against chaos that is in and of itself po- powerful so but he only ever sure, really does
0: that for the end times doesn't he
1: no he does it like all the way through his tenure as emperor he's He's a hugely influential politician, including non-human, A hugely effective politician. He rebuilds empire and dwarf relationships. For example, he promotes um, peace with Britonia. Um, he builds. Um, he builds pre- peace with Britonia. He builds coalitions against the Greenskins. Like he, he builds relations with Kislev. He's he's a, he's just a politician at the end of the day. But the difference is, he's a—he's the only politician in the world, and he's fucking good at it. And that's why I've got him on my list. Like, anyone else on my list or your list chops him in half without really worrying about it. But that's not his point.
0: Oh, I don't know if I like that.
1: I didn't think you would.
0: I guess within within the constraints of the way that the old world always works, maybe... Ah uh, just yeah. Because because chaos is always just the threat, right? And I think the function that you say Carl Franz performs is, is absolutely true and it's super powerful. It's why they hold out so long. But I feel you, you take chaos out of the equation, the world is if the world is really doggy dog, then I think Car Franz becomes quite useless.
1: I don't know that I agree with that. So if you look at I'm going to struggle, struggle with this analogy, so bear with me. If you look at late... I think I'm going to get this timeline right. Late 19th, and early 20th century Europe. You have two phenomenal statesmen in Germany and in France. Uh, one of whom is Otto von Bismarck, and I forget the name of the French chap. Um, working tirelessly to promote peace between France and... And Germany to prevent World War One right? and eventually they fail and World War One comes along and, basic, and and ruins Europe for the next hundred years but in that time when there's two people working at peace the entire continent benefits and there's no existential threat in Europe in the late 18th and early sorry late 19th and early 20th centuries you've just got like a load of countries who probably just want to go and slap each other about a bit which is the old world But you've got people working at peace, pushing at peace, because they understand that peace makes everyone richer, peace makes everyone healthier, peace makes everyone better. And that's, I think, the role that Carl Franz would do, even if you take out the existential threat. And you're still going to have an existential threat anyway, because you've got Malekith and you've got the orcs. So you're always going to have an external threat. I mean, Malekith being a threat is a a whole separate debate. (laughs) Well, there's a there's a real yeah, there's a debate to be had. There. Ah,
0: Carl Franz. See, I don't find myself disagreeing with you necessarily. I just don't know if that puts him in the top ten most powerful beings in the old world.
1: The the problem is there's about twenty beings that you could list below Franz who chop him in half.
0: Yeah, yeah and so many of the things that you described just, just don't apply to a lot of the characters because it
1: Like diplomacy pl- is pl- like it's not a yeah. thing, right? For a lot it's, of these people. It's an unfair barometer by which to judge everyone else, because it doesn't make sense for anyone else. Yeah, because
0: uh, at that point you have to start considering, it, and this is where my my law knowledge really lets me down, perhaps. But like the Council of the Skaven, because, I, I think because none they of them. <laughs> because they sort of you know unite empires, right? Of the <laughs> rats, assuming the Skaven are real. Um, that's I guess the bigger problem.
1: I suppose, but there's no individual standout there like Franz is. Like, that's a council of bickering rivals, whereas Franz pulls to. It's like if there was an emergent Skaven warlord, right, who's able to unite the 13, the Council of 13 um, behind him and lead the entirety of Skavendom. To victory, which yeah, is probably but what see, happens but I, in but I the see, end. See, I contend that
0: Carl Franz is that. I think that that's just writer's bias,
1: which Maybe. is, which is a, a
0: narrative tool, and it, it you know makes perfect sense because he is the Maybe. human. <laughs> um, yeah. but I but I somehow don't see him actually when when the dust settles being the guy who's like become the Grand Unifier and has made the elves and the dwarves put their differences aside. I, I think that would be the influences of people like Techless um and so on. But but I ah, I hate it, but I don't hate it.
1: <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite disappointed. I thought we were gonna be yelling about that for half an hour.
0: Well no, because it you know, there's a reason so many people like Karl Franz, and it isn't because he's a great warrior, because he just isn't. Um but this is where the word powerful is Yeah you know also, there's he, enough he rides, there's enough wiggle uh, wiggle room to sort of make your argument work i think
1: he's he's got a big damn big damn hammer and he rides a griffin so he's like it's he's cool not yeah untidy on a battlefield it's, it's
0: okay so in that case so then walk me through why you think that he is less powerful than Lua.
1: cuz luon is a grail knight and could go toe to toe with a vampire like Lu- luon is a phenomenal individual combatant he just is,
0: but he does nothing diplomatically.
1: Yeah, no, I know, and I'm ranking. I'm basically I've shoved Franz onto my list in the number ten spot because the only thing that Franz does is diplomacy. Right, so
0: he's effectively such an honourable mention that you felt you had to include him. Yeah, exa- no, exa- essentially, essentially list, yes, it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Essentially, yes that 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 number ten shot ten spot should probably be Gottrek. I reckon.
0: Oh. I was so pleased that we managed to somehow completely
1: snub all the dwarves. (laughs) Uh, The problem is, all the best dwarf characters other than Gotrak are just in the past. Right, your your Morgrim Elgidoms, your Snorri Whitebeards, your um, Gotrak Starbreakers, they're all in the past. And and, sure, Thorgrim's great, Ungrim's great. But, yeah, but they're
0: not the capital G but they're, great. They're,
1: they're not capital G great. The only one who potentially is, is Grom Brindle. And Grom Brindle has the Green Knight problem of, is he a real person <laughs> yeah. or is he the yeah. living incarnation of an entire race? An entire race's rage and vengeance.
0: Yeah, which is definitely cheating, isn't it?
1: Which is just cheating.
0: Yeah, I feel I th- those th- those kind of guys are probably all more or less equivalent, right? Like Green Knight, Grombrindle. Yeah. Yeah, The sort of...
1: I think that's probably true. Krowl.
0: See, but this is why Croak is so interesting, who we both put very high up, because he he sort of <gasps> is, is that, except Kroak that he's... Krook also called... like... that. But he... <sighs> but he's always there. He's just always dead.
1: I think that's the difference. Isn't Croak just another Vlad?
0: Yeah, he's like an undead lizard. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's I, fair, right? I think that's fair. He
1: he is he is undead. He's provably undead in the yeah, in but the I, but I
0: think the criteria is he's he is permanently present. He's, as he's as the, undead. You could, you could technically track Croak. <laughs>
1: He's yeah. He's undead. He's not a mysterious ancestor spirit yeah, like Grindel is exactly. or the Green Knight is.
0: So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The doors are all fucking useless. Um, so they
1: didn't. Except, want him included. except maybe Gotrek.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about him, and he just strikes me as
1: he he sort of won he one v one's a bloodthirster.
0: Yeah, but he, he's too sort of ex machina for that, right? He's the guy you write into a story when you don't know how else to end it.
1: That's sort of true, except he's got his own series of books, so he's written into his own <laughs> yeah, box in order to end <laughs> so. them. Um, he's, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. And ultimately, if what... you're
0: not 1v1ing a bloodthirster at this point, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> there, there's probably a book somewhere where a lone, um, drafted peasant from Bretonia 1v1's a bloodthirster.
1: Bloodthirsters are the Warhammer fantasy equivalent of getting wharfed.
0: There's <laughs> that's a weird sentence. I never thought I'd hear. Um, they are. They are though. I mean, it's yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to find not, fault with that statement. Really, I'm, I was like, is I'm that tinfoil? It's, it's probably tin but
1: <laughs> it's probably tin but it's also correct.
0: That's one of those comments that isn't just a, a casual throwaway, which you told me off before, before we started recording. Um,
1: yeah, no, I'd stand behind that yeah, one if you tried yeah. to tinfoil me.
0: I might have to write that one down.
1: Um, there's, there's, there's a few things still to talk about, which is good because we're only half an hour in. Grim gore iron hide.
0: Yeah, now I'll say that that one, I think, may have been slightly box biased of- by the end times.
1: I think, I think it has to be. Dumb as a Boxer Rocks orc. Like, he's got nothing special other than he's a big orc. Yeah. Surely.
0: This is where I really thought it would be a giveaway that this wasn't my list because I... He, he is the hardest to defend by far. End times excluded. Although, again, based on the people we've mentioned, I, I struggle to think who I'd replace him with except for yeah, just adding in another high-up elf or lizard. Like Crocgar, maybe.
1: Um, I, my problem is I don't know enough about the lizards, which is kind of also yeah. one of the croak, because I basically went, there should probably be a slan on here, so I'll just shove croak on and, he, and be done yeah, with it. Yeah, but he's
0: just absurdly powerful and is is like one of the most ancient beings around. But for Grimgore... Yeah, maybe neferata i guess would be one the one that i considered actually changing for was setra perhaps or arkan yeah. the black so so the other undead major undead faction
1: the yeah tomb kings. the, the but, tomb but, but, kings
0: but in isolation they're just yeah
1: could if setra if was ha- like
0: the tomb emperor and and sort of did, had a Carl Franz element where he unites everyone together somehow, maybe. But Cetra just kind of just hates Nagash, and that's his whole thing.
1: Oh, so, yeah, like, Setra's a big fucking deal, but kind of only amongst the Tomb Kings. That like, he is the preeminent Tomb King.
0: Yeah. But it's but just he's not, not really enough. He's
1: not, it's, it's not really Whereas enough. Whereas
0: I feel Grimgore is probably the preeminent orc.
1: And it is enough.
0: And that means enough. Yeah, that, that means something. <laughs> Cause if all the orcs go to war with all the Tomb Kings, I think there's only one winner there.
1: <laughs> the rest of the world? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> do you imagine how much popcorn you'd need to watch that fight c- conclude? Yeah. Uh so yeah, Grimgore's weird, but but I kinda like it because I feel the orcs. You know, they're inherently very the, strong. The, I think they're they're powerful because becoming an orc warlord is not an easy thing to do and they're becoming think like one point of his like stature is is, is pretty it's pretty badass.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't don't get me wrong, he's an impressive orc. But I feel like the the real strength of the greenskins is their numbers rather than their Yeah. But that's why like, I am going to apply your card Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um Grimgore beats the crap out of another war boss and then he's, his army's twice as big. Exactly. That's fair. I get and then, that.
0: And then Grimgore meets Karl Franz and again, there's only one winner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem that I don't have an answer to.
0: Although if you kill Karl Franz, you get Sigmar, so...
1: That's the you know, difference. You take it or leave it, I suppose. Gr- Grimgore is your single point of failure in that army, whereas Franz is less so, because the whole idea of the alliance building that Franz does is it should survive the death of anyone, like, key person.
0: Yeah, but in terms of arguing who's more powerful, surely that means, by definition, that Grimgore is the more powerful. He's the single point of failure of an entire orc horde.
1: Potentially. I don't know. Putting him... You've got him high. You don't have him high. You've got him at eight. But you've got him high. Uh, Above Marathi. I was was just
0: about to say, what's potentially egregious in that list is he's above Marathi, but then you've also put Luan above Marathi. Arguably yes, I the fact that we both put Marathi at nine is kind of unforgivable. Like she's one of the most influential, one of the most long-lived influential That's true. dickheads <laughs> the old world has ever known. Like she causes more trouble than everyone else on that list, with the possible exception of Nagash.
1: But she but she 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 only ever causes trouble. Like everything she tries to do fails.
0: I think her weakness in is where she's low down is is that she's sort of a slave to the gods, right? The chaos gods, which is a problem.
1: And she's so pant cacklingly evil.
0: Yeah, like, I mean in, in, in terms of real talk, she's just the oh, sex sells um, you know, bit for Warhammer <laughs> fantasy battles. Mm, that's that's, that's, that's sort of all she is, unfortunately. Uh, and her lore is really interesting, but yeah, uh, yeah. perhaps she is. She does belong at nine. I think she's definitely top ten, based on all the trouble she's caused.
1: I, th- I think that's right, and just by virtue of her extreme age, you've got to think that makes her a phenomenally powerful wizard. Just applying basic, you've been doing it a long time, so you got good at it, principles.
0: Yeah, and this is where we come to your problem with magic. Like, she'll, she'll be really damn good at magic.
1: <laughs> yeah She will be But like Vlad snaps her like a twig
0: If Assuming he can get there yeah Assuming
1: he can get to her Putting her below luon That's maybe Pushing it
0: Well Luan I just struggle with a little bit And mostly that's because he's got such a ridiculous Hat that I've just never been able to take him to <laughs> He does have a really stupid hat.
1: He does have a stupid hat. To be fair, there's a lot of stupid hats on this list.
0: Yeah, but Luan's is particularly dumb.
1: It's quite <laughs> like, egregious, isn't it?
0: It is particularly daft. So so yeah, so Luan, all right, go and go and defend Luan. Why is he a top ten powerful individual so, for your list? I think Luan Leonka.
1: So it 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 fundamentally boils down to people don't realise how awesome Grail Knights of bretonia are. They're like living gods. They... Like, I think the problem... Who isn't at this point? Uh, this is a fair challenge. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the exact specifics, but like a single Grail Knight, solos, like a whole horde of beastmen and and stuff like that, including Doomballs, like they just... A Grail Knight is not human anymore. There, there's something else, something like ascended, and yeah, which is Luan,
0: very sorry before you, before you go into it, it's a bit similar to what what we once contended about Chaos Warriors, right? Yes, like one one Chaos Warrior is just absurd.
1: Yeah, it's it's the the book that I remember talking about. Troll Slayer yeah. has a single Chaos Warrior in it. That's like just like well. We're all dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't deal with that. And a, a Grail Knight is the Bretonian equivalent of that. Yeah, but like they're like chosen level at least.
0: But is Luan so any that's... any more elevated? Do you think?
1: Well, he's got all the best kit.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Which probably helps. Yeah, it does help. It but out, yes, I think me. I think I think he I think he is. So he's like specifically anointed by the lady. Or by the the, the Fay Enchantress above oh, just your lady. average Grail knight. Um so yes, I do think he is a little bit more puissant than than your average yeah. Grail Knight. Could,
0: could he take Albrecht is the real question?
1: Could he take Albrecht? like every, every day of the week and twice <laughs> on a Tuesday? Okay, no, Albrecht. Albrecht. He's so stupid. Um, just we- sit sit in alone, and make me money.
0: Yeah. No, Luan, yeah, no. That's that's another fair argument. I just don't. I just don't see. It. I, I I think I struggled to contextualise it a little bit with him, but I don't know why. <laughs> so uh, a, a hippogriff. Really Great content. Yeah, well done.
1: <laughs> this is difficult, and I don't know why. A hippogriff is less impressive than a griffin or a dragon. I grant you, but. Is it? The, is it
0: less impressive the, than a Griffin?
1: I feel like it is.
0: That's about the same, no? Nah. Beakwi. Beaqui.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Bequis. Beaky. Beaky. It's a cool Beaky. name. Beaky. Uh, it is a good name, uh, but no, I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like his mount maybe is less impressive, but like the being riding it is so phenomenally more impressive. But the, I, I could. Yeah. I don't feel particularly strongly about Luan at 8. Like, there are other... Yeah.
0: What well, I think we're learning from doing this is that there actually aren't that many, like, single, OP-powerful characters to think about in this universe. No, there's,
1: there's, there's no one screaming out, why am I not on your list?
0: Be- before I actually I move on, think... there's one other... I do maybe want to sneak in, which is which is Deathmaster Snitch. But his power is so hard to quantify, because again, you put him 1v1 versus anyone on the top ten, I think he, he loses to Karl Franz. But I think he kills you before if, you know he's there. If,
1: yeah, if, if Franz sees him coming, he's already lost. But I don't know, I don't I don't like this game even.
0: No, they're, they're fundamentally too squishy and too short-lived to really be a, yeah. included, I think. But, it's, but the, the, there's something about Luan that I, I don't like. I think he's almost more egregious than Carfrans Franz, but I can't quite put my finger on why. It's really frustrating. It's, it's amazing that he's like at he number should... eight where I've put Grimgore, which is also the one I hate most about my list.
1: <laughs> I, f- I feel like he should be easier to defend than Carfrans Franz, but I'm sort of struggling to defend him. I'm not replacing him with Grimgore, because that's fucking stupid.
0: Because why Luan then and yeah, not, not the Fey Enchantress? If we're talking Bretonians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because like, I don't I don't I don't find the Fey Enchantress particularly compelling.
0: No, I, I, I don't, don't know she, too much about her to be honest. She's, she's kind of mysterious, but
1: And I think that might be the problem that I'm having with Luon. I'm fairly confident that he's a phenomenally powerful human combatant, like up head and shoulders above most humans. But if you were to turn around and say, no, that should just be Altharion... For example, I'd probably be like, "Yeah, probably." It, 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 like, and like, that's
0: the sort of comparison to struggle with, right? You mentioned Imric at the start, who is one of the mightiest elf lords, and so so this is where we yeah. start to, to, to. There's so little direct comparison, right? You know, if you have an, a high elf fighting a a Bretonian Grail knight, like how does that end? It's it's hard to judge. <laughs>
1: Yeah and the answer is probably it, co- it comes down to at that point who who it is so like, Luan loses to Tyrion. like I, I i don't think that's even remotely a question but does Luan lose to Imric if Imric's if Imric's on if foot if they're both on foot <laughs> If
0: Imric's on foot if I, I don't know but foot, Inric... i don't
1: i think i think Luon probably wins if Imric <sighs> gets to bring myth Minaphne or whatever it's called, yeah. Im Imric wins and he he wins hard. But Imric
0: is a, <laughs> a nails one to one fighter who's been around for a lot longer than Luan, right?
1: That's also true.
0: It's the problem with elves, right? Is that they they especially the ones who focus on yeah. martial prowess, like they can devote hundreds of years to that. See Malakith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See Malakith.
0: So, I, I don't um, know. As in, yeah, in terms of human factions, Luan definitely has to be considered. I, I just don't know how well he'd stand up to the the to equivalent power level a, of like an
1: Imric or a Malice or. Yeah. A Malice, a yeah, Malice guy. is
0: actually an interesting omission, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Malice without Zarkan, chump.
0: Eh, not quite Malice a chump, with- I don't know. I think Malice without Zarkan <sighs> probably still kills Carl Franz. Easily.
1: Mate, it depends. If he's not got, if he doesn't, if you don't get to use Zarkat, do you still get the Warp Sword? Like, it's. Yeah, but if Malice is so Malice complicated. A, just
0: unarmed, he still beats Carl Franz.
1: I don't think that's true. Uh,
0: Stiff Breeze kills Car Franz. Boris Todbringer brink kills Carl Franz, that, you know?
1: <laughs> that's probably true.
0: Serena <laughs> <laughs> Catherine comes down and is like, slaps him, and Carl Franz is dead. Uh, so I think malice, you know, <laughs> in with a shout.
1: It's true, but no.
0: I, but this, this is, you know, it would have been a very boring. Well, it could have been quite a funny meme list to just be like, "High off number one, high off number two, high off number three. But
1: <laughs> just, n- you just do, you just do, Nagash, Techless, Croak, High off, High off, High, yeah, high yeah. off, High off, High, that high off. That
0: one random Phoenix guard. <laughs> ultimately, they will take most people 1v1 one, one, one you know <laughs>
1: yeah you've got like Alethanar Karadrian, Eltharion uh, Corhill and it's like oh I've, right, I've got to number 10 oh well
0: see I'm amazed you also didn't point out the fact that I didn't include Ilariel.
1: <laughs> I did I did notice you didn't include Ilariel and I thought you know this is personal growth on your part and I didn't <laughs> want to call attention to it uh, I, well, I think
0: looking uh, her power is again so hard to define.
1: I I don't think she's a combatant. I think that's like that's a total war Warhammer ism.
0: Yeah, but 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 again, then you end up in the Car Franz world, right? Because she's like the unifier of the High Elves when the time
1: comes. True, but Fran, Franz does lead armies. Alariel is a a figurehead. She's she's like a rallying symbol, yeah. but the person who pulls the elves together is Tyrion. It's not Alariel.
0: It's it's Tyrion. So it's interesting we both have Tyrion and Teclis, and both have Teclis higher. Yep. Whereas they're really kind of a double act, right? Because I don't think Tyrion does anything smart without Teclis' advice.
1: <laughs> T- Tyrion is a blunt instrument. Yeah. he's He just happens to be one of the most effective blunt instruments Ever,
0: yeah. I think what's notable about Tyrion is that his mount is completely unremarkable. Well, I mean, it's a very remarkable horse, but it's a horse. It's a very shiny horse, yeah. but yes, it's just a like a horse. Archeon, right? You know, it's just a. I mean, chaos horse is inherently, I guess, kind of remarkable as well. But
1: Dorkar Dor, isn't a uh, peasant pedant alert. Dorkar isn't a horse. Dorkar is a demon who takes the shape of a horse. It's a yeah, very small thing. difference. It's it's chaos horse. It's, or chores, no. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, the, there is a difference.
0: Yeah, but, but you know, but this is again when then you look at the light, the, the side of good, and there's so many things that are like, are you just a demon, but a good kind of demon thing? But yeah, yeah. no point point taken. Uh, Arkin's horse but, is, is a chorus. so.
1: But but yes, you're you're right. Um, that the uh, Tyrion's horse is, is literally just a horse.
0: Yeah, it so, so interestingly about Tyrion, so I guess that the interesting thing there, is that we both put Tyrion one rank below Malekith, which I think is quite telling, and we both end up putting Teclis above Malekith, which I think is also quite telling. Mm-hmm. Where we differ is that I think Tyrion takes Archeon, and you think Archeon takes Tyrion and Malakith.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on my archeon Malakith. Split. I think that's probably a very close fight. Malekith is a sorcerer and Tyrion isn't, and that's why Malekith goes ahead.
0: Yeah, no, that. And, and that, I think to fucking yeah. drag I mean, think that's just why I I'm swearing it a in this,
1: this episode. Sorry. Um, but,
0: but Archeon, Mal- again, to use your Carl Franz argument, you know, he is the Carl Franz of Chaos.
1: Yeah. That's why I've got him so high. Like, Archeon's power isn't only his own power, although that is high. He is also the the the, the grand unifier of, of chaos, right? So he pulls all of chaos together, mm. points it at the south, and goes, go kill. Like, that's incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah. Looking at my list again, I... I... It's because I've just never fully, really liked Archeon. I think that's why I ended up below Malacheth and Tyrion. He,
1: he's he's an existential threat, which is the the point that you identified right at the start, right? He's he's not a character. He's like a force of nature almost. So
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, but yeah. For, so I, for me, so Tyr- The reason I put Tyrion with Archeon, because Tyrion in my head has always just been this. Completely absurdly reckless dude who yeah. will just sometimes charge headlong into the fray on his own and probably still win. So it's like individual power on a martial scale that I, I find hard mm-hmm. to ignore. Malekith, I think, can probably do that as well to an extent. Plus, you know, he is a wizard, mm-hmm. plus, he has a dragon sometimes. Plus he technically is sort of the Phoenix King, maybe, quote unquote. what I don't know about Malachith is if he just stops being such a bellend, he probably could unite the elves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly right. Malekith is his own worst enemy. And if you go back to the uh when he's passed over for the Phoenix throne. If he just throws himself into being the next Phoenix King, you 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 have no problem at all. Yeah, but he just turns into this like salty little incel yeah. and it's it's just so stupid. So
0: in, instead of waiting maybe like a century to ascend the to Phoenix throne to be fair, like thousands of years. Fair, later.
1: <laughs> Well, to be fair, Belshazzar reigns for a thousand years. So, oh yeah, okay, like, fine. But it's a long time. But, but still, but, it would have been
0: a shorter time than, than what ended up happening. Exactly. Um, so, so let's talk about Teclis, then. Why have we both put Teclis so high up?
1: Because he beats Malekith.
0: Yeah, I think that's the year isn't it? It has to be. He be, he
1: <laughs> he beats Malekith when Teclis is a child, or not a child. He's like he's like a, a, he's in his the elfish equivalent of his twenties. And he beats six thousand year old Malekith um, in, in, in a magical, magical duel. duel.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah.
1: And he then goes on to be you know, everything that he does in the end times. He phones which we're not, <clears> which the cock considering but okay. Which we we're not considering his power in the end times but like the magic that he does in the end times is impressive
0: teaches humanity he, magic as well
1: <laughs> he teaches humanity magic he finds a way to he finds a way to take the sort of magic that the high elves do break it down into its constituent elements and teach those constituent elements to humans because humans aren't capable of understanding the magic that the elves wield
0: I think that's actually a really underrated point that you've made very well. Though. Yeah, I'm, Im-, I'm impressed for once. Well, you've actually done something <laughs> I thought you'd never Thank could. You. Um, but that's exactly right. He understands magic so incredibly well that he can teach it to fundamentally unmagical beings. Like it's really impressive.
1: Yeah, so the, there's there's a thing in in the Warhammer fantasy universe that the winds of magic, magic is split into like eight schools, essentially and humanity can only learn one of those schools they can only wield one of the eight winds whereas the elves can wield all eight and so don't think about magic in that broken down way until Taclus comes along and breaks it out for humanity and finds the eight colleges of magic yeah in the empire which, which is yeah like, it's just
0: like it's super impressive that, yeah
1: that's that's dumbledore levels of <laughs> magical understanding and the only other being that i know of that we see with that level of mastery of magic is nagash croak it, it, maybe i don't you know. know yeah so with I croak, I, croak
0: i must say I, i've made a little bit of an educated guess um because i think croak is so ancient that he's essentially just old one adjacent <laughs> he, like, i think he, he bit, essentially right. just has like a direct link to the old ones and therefore i am assuming his magic is Beyond that of Techless and Nagash.
1: Well, the slan, the slan are meant to be the old ones, the most magical creations of the old one, and the first generation of the slan are the most powerfully magical of the slan. Exactly. And Croak is the most powerful first generation slan. Yeah,
0: that's what I, that's what I mean. I, I I picture him as essentially just having this like direct mental link to yeah. the old one still. <laughs>
1: That's that 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 chain of logic is quite hard to argue with. I just I don't know. I but but he, he, yeah. But he, he's so isolationist. Yeah.
0: He, he's much harder to judge. But I just I I just feel if you had a, a battle royale arena, you put Croak, Nagash, and Teclis in it, and I think Croak walks out. Well,
1: I think Croak walks out. out. I think that's correct. I, um, I I I think carrying.
0: I think Croak might be to Techless what Techless is to the humans, if it comes down to it.
1: Maybe,
0: but I have zero evidence for that.
1: <laughs> that's but that's we roll with that. Possible. Sure. That's possible. I just don't know. So that's why I've got him at three because I know that those three are head and shoulders above everyone else.
0: I think they have to be. Uh,
1: and and I have him at three because he's the one I know the least about.
0: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Whereas I, I, I had exactly the same logic, but therefore put him at one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that's a defensible yeah. one.
0: And then we've put we've put I Nagash think, and Techless in, in the respectively, in, in the same order. So
1: I think that's interesting that we've both got Nagash and Techless. We, 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 we've both got Nagash random above Techless. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: No, but I, I think that's right, right? I mean, Nagash is just super scary.
1: And he invents a whole, like, it's not a school of magic, but he invents a whole new magical theory, which I think even above and beyond what Taklis does. The, uh, the one
0: thing we have to talk about is, isn't Nagash dead?
1: I don't think he ever stays dead. I think that's, like, a pro- the problem because isn't the crown of sorcery trying to get azag to regather all of the various artifacts of Nagesh?
0: but but, the, but that's the thing right is that he's a collection of artifacts in most so, of the timeline
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, not most,
0: but like most of the later timeline
1: i think i think the problem is though his specter hangs so heavily over warhammer fantasy
0: yeah but but more so than abellacor
1: is nagash the same as Kalidor, dragon tamer
0: okay keep keep going
1: Well, no because you said earlier we need to talk about Kalidor, dragon tamer and anarian the defender so anarian is different because anarian is definitely dead and yeah. not coming back
0: calador Ka- is Kalidor, alive but- trapped
1: yeah but like the, the the two phenomenally powerful magical beings whose phenomenally powerful ritualized magic shapes the world in which all of these other characters move so and neither of whom is currently alive and active in the setting so uh, uh, that's why i'm saying mm. are they are they equivalent
0: uh no i, I don't think kadra and nagash are because i because as you say i think nagash is Someone who who does come back and, and has come back repeatedly and has done stuff. Whereas Kalidor, I think, is yeah. is just too far gone.
1: I think that's probably right. Like, I don't think Teclis, there's any...
0: Po- I feel it would be in, in someone like Teklis' interest to try and figure out an alternative and get Kalidor back, right? But he, he doesn't do it.
1: Well, he talks to Kalidor at times. He speaks to Kalidor... I think in the end times yeah, So we need yeah. to take that with a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean we need we need to take that with a pinch of salt. But he speaks to to Kalidor, and Kalidor is like the only thing that I can tell you to do is release the vortex and in so doing you'll kill me, but that's the right thing to do. Because uh, yeah, XYZ. Point, yeah. But there are what is it? I can't remember the book. But he also like talks to Marathi at some point. I don't think this is end times. I think this is in the Terrian and Teclis books. And he essentially, like Marathi is trying to work out how to unshackle and un- unbind the vortex and then shackle the magic to her own devices. And Kalidor is like Nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he basically comes to her in a dream or something and goes, Yeah, you know that that might work. You're not that shit at magic but please believe me when i say there will be a fraction of time in which i no longer have to hold the vortex and in that fraction of time i will kill you (laughs) like that 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 is a a promise that i am in a position to make to you and marathi's like yeah all right i'll come up with another plan (laughs) so she she she, she's clearly absolutely terrified of calidora
0: well, yeah, but that's um, because she gets beat up by Grimgor and Luan, so...
1: She, she does. She's yeah. snapped in half by Vlad. <laughs> um,
0: um, yeah, that, that, I'm it, sure that's a fanfic somewhere. Hello. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Cal- Yeah, Kaldor is, is... Yeah, for that split second, probably the most powerful, certainly mortal being.
1: I wonder, is he more powerful than Croak?
0: I, I, I don't d- see I just don't...
1: as creative, so I think that might be his, um, working through this, Croak might be, like, incredibly powerful, like, capable of literally channeling more magic than anyone else. That's it, but right? There's, there's the... I don't see him as inventing magic like Nagash does, or being able to abstract and break down magic to teach like Teclas does. He's no, just like, but I think that that's because... He's just, he's just like a fire hose,
0: yeah, he's a vessel for for magic, but I, but I just imagine Croak being able to channel it, unlike anyone else.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably true. I but know. I think that like, if someone works out, like, I think it's possible to outthink Croak. Uh
0: maybe. But uh, no, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say word. is oh, that creative Croak. No, but I, but I think I'm picturing this as a bit of a. Um... A, a Tolkien issue as in I think croak is just a level of power above anything that we can get mm. right it's so like even a, if like a... can outthink croak like you, you just can't match that power skill you just can't get there
1: maybe it's like a almost like a Valar Maiar problem
0: I, exactly yeah because croak is so ancient and over time of course everything wanes in power right? we see that That's true. In, in many fantasy tropes and we've talked about yeah. it a lot and I just think croke is a remnant of that old power. Which is why you have to make him dead and essentially true. only show up <laughs> every once I think, in a while. I think,
1: I think that's true. If you compare, if we think this through sensibly, Croak is almost certainly more powerful than Kalidor.
0: Uh, yeah. It, right, it, it, and Kalidor
1: yeah. is more powerful than Teclis, ergo... Exactly, Croak has to be more powerful than Tactics. I, think, so, I yeah. think that has to be true because yeah.
0: because you know the old ones and the Slan predate the High Elves, right? It's effectively, the yep. High Elves learn magic from the, from slan. the slan, yeah, or
1: from the, or from the old ones. I'm not sure. I think it's from the Slan.
0: Yeah, it's it's a right. bit unclear, right? It's like do the old ones just sort of then teach a new race, or do they do it through the, yeah. through the Slan? It's a bit, it's a bit unclear. All
1: right, let's but, let's let's chuck a few curveballs in there just f- for the last five minutes. Drakenfels. Drakenfels. I have no idea. <laughs> he's either like 1 or 274. Right? And there's just not enough Well, he's, He was so powerful that
0: they him. had to just remove him from the cannon.
1: <laughs> I think he was just so problematic they had to remove him from the cannon.
0: It was just clearly like a writer made him up and then everyone else was like yeah, now you can't have that. <laughs> yeah, not, not, No.
1: No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
0: like he does what now? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, yeah, well, you, you can throw some curveballs.
1: Grumbrindle, so the All white right. dwarf. Snorri Whitebeard, whoever you want to call him. Where do you reckon they fit in this?
0: I, I think there's a whole subcategory of, of beings like them, right? Which we've sort of yeah, talked about, but and, I, I and, don't know. I don't know. I know there is.
1: I'm just I'm just pulling out ones at random now I'm going to make you pick. Uh,
0: I think so. I think Grombrindl beats Franz. He beats I mean, Franz. I think he think he beats I think Brindle, he,
1: beats he sits, sits around about the Vlad. Oh. He's like, in our, 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 maybe, you know, maybe he's maybe a, one, he's maybe a number 8.
0: Do you think he takes Luan?
1: Do I think Grombrindle takes Luan? He, yes it sort of depends on who Grumbrindle actually is. Like, if he's just a reincarnating snorri Whitebeard, no. If he's the fourth dwarven ancestor god, yeah, he probably does. Like, it.
0: Yeah, problematic, isn't it? It's,
1: it's, he's maybe a bad, a bad challenge. Um, yeah, maybe like a Vlad
0: character. Maybe, maybe not a bad challenge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's. I feel like he's that sort of power level. Like, probably loses to a Tyrion or a Malekith or an Archeon. Yeah. But in that sort of lower half of the table.
0: So, I guess people we haven't really talked about, what are, what are the likes of Sigvald and
1: like, eh, the
0: big chaos leaders?
1: Eh, they all lose to Archeon, fundamentally. Um, and I don't know, I always I don't, I don't think any of the other Chaos Champions are particularly scary and the, on the level of all of these. Someone like a Valkyrie, maybe. Yeah, well, Valky- when we're
0: operating on the level of a single Chaos Warrior isn't, in fact, scary, then yeah, I think Sigvald isn't that scary.
1: I think that's the thing. Isn't Sigvald just one of the best Chaos Warriors? But we're talking about people who eat Chaos Warriors for breakfast. Yeah. Like Tyrion rides through armies of Chaos Warriors. So there's
0: there's definitely an interesting fanfic to be written there, like Tyrion just murders a bunch of human villages in a fit of rage.
1: Yeah, I'm fairly sure that just happens. Tyrion's Tyrion has some issues.
0: Yeah, but he's never held to
1: account. What? what, what, True, it's a real like problem of the uh, High Elves. Anyway, what about someone like an Anarion then?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, he is just the elf version of Carl Franz, I think, and therefore ends though? up really high.
1: I think. I think he's. I think he's more like a croak, to be honest with you. Like he single-handedly. Oh, I sort of mean that,
0: but because because yeah. he is an elf version of Carl Franz, he ends up yeah up there.
1: No, I think I think the problem is so. You're thinking of him as like the, uh, or oh, he's the one who unites, yeah. The, high, but, but, or the the then elves against the sort of first great. Yeah, but you invasion. take all that but away, and
0: he's still an absurd badass. He he's
1: single he single handedly turns the tide of that war. It's not it's not he built an army that does it. Him on his own, he turns the tide. Like I don't like, and he he rides the largest dragon ever. And stuff like that. Like I think you might if you have an Enarian, he's like a number one or a number two.
0: Ah uh, yeah, but the elves do cheat a little bit with their dragons, right? Like it's it's really hard to take dragons out of the equation.
1: We but no, I agree with you. Only, I think
0: Anarian would still be one or two.
1: The only dragon rider we have is Malekith. Uh yeah, true. So yes and no. I
0: do you think that's why? Think, this, do you think that's what Technos and Tyrion are doing? They're like, if we rode dragons, it would just be unfair.
1: <laughs> well, it's because there are so few dragons No. So only Calador dragon tamers line can ride them. I think. Mm,
0: yeah, that would make I sense. Think, I
1: think that's. I think that's the the lore explanation. That Makes sense.
0: But no, in, in terms of history, would be. Yeah, would easily be up there. But then... But then we're also talking, you know, Scarbrand we're, before Scarbrand was, say, was neutered. If we're,
1: if, we're, if we're having an Aryan, we need to have the, the Scarbrand, Kabanda, Kugath, Kairos, Nkari... Yeah, but
0: I don't think there can be any debate conversation. That, that, that if Scarbrand is Scarbrand before Scarbrand tries to take on Corn. Like, let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> this guy tries to take on the yeah. god.
1: It, it, it and then loses. Badly for <laughs> <it> <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, but clear. you're taking on
0: Korn. <laughs> like, what do you expect?
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I don't know that Scarbrand receives much of a power down after he tries to take on corn. He loses his wings. But he just becomes really angry all the time. Like, even more so.
0: Yeah, I think that's a bit akin to sort of dismounting from a dragon, right? <laughs> for him. Yeah, sure. But I, but I I, think he beats all the other demons in the list.
1: With, with Scarbrand.
0: Yeah, with with the exception maybe of Kairos, because Kairos is just
1: too weird. It's probably a bit of a coin flip for all four of them. I suspect.
0: Uh, all four what, being Skarbrand, Kairos, Kugath, and Kari.
1: Yeah. If we assume that those are the four foremost of the, the god servants, it's probably just a coin flip.
0: Uh, I d- <laughs>
1: hmm. <sighs> Depending on which god is in the ascendancy.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. It it, it sort of depends, right? Because ultimately, I think, to the, mo- the mortal world, Kugath would probably do the most damage, right? Because plagues
1: and and stuff it's a it's a really weird one isn't it because like 1v1 scarbrand does the most damage to an army like hands down no question that's true on the tabletop the the bloodthirsters bloodthirsters were the most expensive greater demons and they did the most damage but the the great unclean ones you're probably right do like long term the most damage to civilization?
0: Well, yeah. I can never take them seriously because I, I always just picture myself looking Kugath straight in the eye and just popping a penicillin, and he just goes no.
1: <laughs> just flick one into his open tummy. Gotcha.
0: But, but there's also that whole school of thought that like Great and Clean ones just want to be everyone's friends, right? Have you heard that?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's that's like a pretty common theory well it's not even a theory it's just I think like- it's just
0: yeah I just hate it <laughs> uh, so so yeah I mean it's it's difficult with those guys because uh, yeah if Scarbrand you know if, if Scarbrand comes running at me I think I'd be more concerned I'm actually saying if, if Kairos Fateweather ran at me I'd be like what the fuck is going on
1: <laughs> why do I why is there a two-headed bird running at me and why does it keep bumping into things yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, those guys. Oh, I think they're just too hard to comprehend. But that's... Oh crap!
1: I turned into a pile of goo.
0: <laughs> Turns out I was Nurgle all along.
1: Right, I think I think we're veering into insane. So... Yeah, I think
0: at this point we just have to ask the listeners who've made it this far. Hey, hey, thank you. Um, well done. Um, <laughs> that's impressive. Be, yeah, if you are a fan of the old world, let let us know who you think the top ten are, and if there's any that we've completely overlooked. I'm sure there is someone. Absolutely. I I have this nagging feeling that we've overlooked someone really quite important.
1: So do I. It's bugging me.
0: But I I can't think who or what.
1: I feel feel like there's a couple of vampire challenges, so Aberash and Neferata, I think, are big challenges Uh, to, especially to, like, Vlad. Can you have Vlad if you don't have Neferata? I think the answer is yes. Because that man oozes charisma.
0: Th- that's literally it, right? Th- but doesn't Neferata? Well, she she kind of hates
1: people too much. It's, it's, it's not the same, I don't think.
0: I always picture like Vlad could pull off just being an elect count. If that didn't yeah, mean he well, had he, to be he, an elect count and not like, you know.
1: He tries it. He tries it in the end times. He basically, I don't remember who he's talking to, but he's basically like, look, there's a good chance at the end of this most of the elect counts are dead, and I'm technically still the elect count of Stirland, so I could be emperor. And everyone's like,
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: well, he's not wrong, <laughs> but he's also definitely wrong. It's quite yeah. funny. That's no, like, so so um, there,
0: there, there's probably some vampiric challenges. Aberash is just too much of an unknown for me. But he's also definitely dead, isn't he? Is he still around? No, he's definitely alive.
1: He? Yeah, he's doesn't get involved.
0: Yeah, maybe that's I just don't know anything about him really. Other than yeah, he is absurdly powerful, but Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I'm sure we've we've missed someone off and we'll be crucified for it.
1: (laughs) Oh no doubt. I'm looking forward to it. But I think all that remains is to say thank you for listening to this episode of expertise is overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast and leave us a comment. Or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zeroexpertise, check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server.
0: If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense.